Welcome back to the Oklahoma Today podcast, bringing you all the best our state has to offer. This week, we're talking to the folks behind the one in Enid who brought the world's largest fresh cut Christmas tree to the in the country to uh, their annual celebration, which begins later this week. But first, let's get to our question of the week. We asked you, what's that one holiday something in Oklahoma that you look forward to every year? First up is editor in chief Nathan Gunner. Jewelry is the gift to give. Because it's the gift that'll live and live. So give the gift you know can't fail. B.C. Clark's anniversary, anniversary sale. I knew, I knew it was in the comments, and so I had to give it props. Did I ever tell you that my mom won, like, a gift card uh, to B.C. Clark's when she had her entire class of French students sing the B.C. Clark's ad in French? Is, to, that, when she got her, is that when she got her nose pierced? Yeah, yeah. Mom? So she, okay. got, uh, okay. she, she got her uh, eyebrow studs there Okay, well, yeah. okay. Cool. Cool. Way to go, Mrs. Elwell. <laughs> oh, wait. So she got the gift card? Yeah, what's she going to do? Give it to children? <laughs> How much was the gift card? She'd have the most, it was like $50. It was probably the most, like, like $1 to every kid. <laughs> she'd have the like most blinged out French class. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be funny. <laughs> Managing you get her Carly Ibarra. What's yours? Uh... Um, I don't, my family doesn't really have any tradition, so I <laughs> am starting a new one. And, well, starting last year was the Safari Lights. And oh, so that's something so that, yeah, I hope to do. I took my niece last year and it was so cool. So we yeah. tried to go this year after we saw Black Panther and it was raining so hard. Yeah, but we'll get, we'll, we'll make go. it. We'll make it. Yeah. We'll these are these Safari Lights at the Oklahoma City Zoo. Yes. Uh-huh. Yes. So fun. Mm-hmm. Good choice car. Yeah. Uh, photo editor Megan Rossman. My great Christmas tradition is putting up my Christmas tree. It is very important to That's me. That's a weird tradition for you to have. <laughs> it is very, well, and not just putting it up, but the tree. I I traveled all around uh, central Oklahoma Walmarts last year looking for the perfect Christmas tree that was within my price range. <laughs> and I finally found one in Newcastle. And awesome. I love my Christmas tree. It is not Christmas without my Christmas tree. It is very important. I cannot overstate how like important this. my Christmas tree is. Very is important. it And it pre-lit? always looks great. It is pre-lit, and it's actually pre-lit with white lights, which I don't normally really like, but I do now. It's a very pretty tree you have. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like is, this. I like this pretty. answer. It Good has one. that fake snow on it, but it mm. actually looks nice. Okay. I, it's it's a good tree. I'll have to I'll send everyone a picture. <laughs> good sturdy Christian tree. We'll put that on our Instagram page yeah. once Megan gets it up. I like that. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> you can look at all. We'll put a picture. We'll put pictures of all of our trees. Dude, we should have a tree contest and let people <laughs> vote and see who's got the coolest tree. It's going to be Megan. No. <laughs> it is. My holiday shrub. Uh, <laughs> research editor Ben Lucian. I'm going to go with the unique Oklahoma holiday of the appearance of eggnog at Brahms. Oh, <laughs> Ben, you are singing my song right now. Yes. That's a good answer. Uh, lately, I've been putting it in uh, my coffee. Mm. Oh, oh, I, I do that with my chai tea. I've been putting it in my Captain Morgan's. Uh, there you go. No. <laughs> not, whatever you need to get your day started. <laughs> I've just been making omelets out of it. Okay, you got to use a lot. What's your uh, little holiday something? Uh, it's uh, it's the it's the tradition my brother and I invented uh, the year that um, none of our family could be there, and it was just 
the two of us hanging out on Christmas, and that was Sandwichmas. Uh, mm, the uh, it was I like, like we don't want to have to cook, so we just bought a ton of sandwich fixings and just made giant like Dagwood from Blondie style sandwiches and uh, played video games and ate. And now it's become the whole family really enjoys it because like Thanksgiving we cook and we do all that stuff, but on Christmas we're gonna open presents and then like who wants to have to stand around in the kitchen the whole time when you mm. could be playing with your toys. So instead, like we just I put out a giant spread of hard salamis and hams and turkeys and roasted beefs. Roasted beefs? I'm sorry, roasted beefs. <laughs> roasted beefs and pretzeled bread. Yes. Um, I will say, this isn't like a historic, classic, like, I doubt this showed up in the comments because it hasn't been going on that long, but um, last year at Christmas, around Christmas, I went to the March of the Trees up mm-hmm. in Factory Obscura and Oklahoma Contemporary, and it was absolutely Absolutely one of the most fun things I did I've done for Christmas in a really long time. So uh-huh. if you're looking for a new holiday tradition, I want to try the March that. of the Trees starts at Oklahoma Contemporary. I think it's November 18th, so it might have already passed, actually. <laughs> uh, now that I think about it. Uh, anyway, uh, but if it hasn't, look it up and see if it hasn't. And if it hasn't, then you should go to it because it's really fun. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we did have some, uh, obviously, the B.C. Clark jingle. Uh, I mean, uh, uh, I haven't sh- heard it yet this year. Have you all heard it yet? No. I always no. feel like day after Halloween, here it comes. I have not been to listening encounter. to a lot of terrestrial radio at the moment, though. Oh, okay. You've been listening to E.T. <laughs> yeah. radio? Okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, Shelly Landis Scoville was the one who mentioned the B.C. Clark jingle. Oh, Shelly. Uh, Marvin Hawkins is looking forward to the First Americans Museum's Winter Holiday Art Market. Oh, yeah. answer. Ooh, I'm I love planning that. to go to that. Same. That seems like a really good place to pick up yeah. some presents for folks. Uh, Lucy Parker, uh, thinking of a different holiday than the one I was, but uh, she mentioned the Halloween at the Tulsa Zoo, which is a lot it of fun. Like fun. I feel like people, I, I feel like there was a disconnect here, because people, some people didn't answer about the holiday season. Yeah, um, they just said, I said, you know what, the question said holiday, that one holiday uh, yeah. thing, and, and people chose different holidays, I'm, and good for them. I know that when I tell people happy holidays, I mean... I hope all of them. Uh, I hope your next 4th of July is wonderful. For me, it's all Arbor Day. Happy (laughs) holidays. I hope you enjoy trees. Why why aren't they doing March of the Trees for Arbor Day? That's a good question. That is a really good question for our friends at Factory Obscura. Uh, And uh, Sandra Soli, sort of the same idea. Hers are not even what I would consider maybe holidays, except for maybe art lovers, which is the OKC and the Edmund Arts Festivals, which usually come around in spring. They are delightful times of year. You know, you get dressed up in your in your ugly spring shorts yep. uh, for the arts festival. <laughs> Uh, All right. uh, Let's talk to the people uh, from uh, The One in Enid about their uh, upcoming holiday festival. Well, the uh, winter weather is coming. And, of course, that is putting us all in the holiday spirit. So we are extremely happy to welcome in the folks from The One uh, in Enid, a big old Christmas celebration coming uh, starting actually November 25th. Uh, Welcome to the podcast, guys. Well, thank you. Thank you for having us. Uh, if you guys wouldn't mind, uh, go ahead and introduce yourselves. My name is Kyle Williams. And Carol Williams. Oh, wonderful. And I'm Nicole Winfield. I'm the project coordinator. All right. Well, uh, so tell us a little bit for folks who uh, who weren't clued in uh, last year. What What is The One? The One is a 40-day uh, Christmas event featuring the world, what we believe again this year, and it was last year, we believe will be the world's tallest fresh cut Christmas tree with about 10,000 ornaments and 20,000 lights. I mean, it's, it's quite a spectacle. 
It, it truly is. In fact, when you, many people, when you ask where is the tallest Christmas tree in the in the world or in the United States, they point you to New York City for the uh, Rockefeller Center. Well, in fact, our tree is not far off from twice the size of Rockefeller Center Christmas tree. Yeah. In fact, in fact last year our tree was 140 feet tall, and only one time in the history. Has New York City put up a tree that was simply 100 feet tall? They generally average around 80 or 85 feet a year. Oh, wow. So um, what can, can you tell me a little bit about the process? I know the tree is actually being delivered uh, while, we're, while we're recording this, right? We're actually overlooking it to Stride Center, Nina. We're overlooking the crane is up. The tree's here. They're putting the star on the tree right now. And Hopefully, I can think in about an hour, they may be putting the tree in uh, actually in the hole and up, so it'll be standing up this afternoon. Man, man, that's it's got to be fun to watch, right? Oh, it's a great experience to watch. Uh, you know, they have a, a manhole in the center of Park Street, and so they can cover it during the year when the tree's not actually in the hole. And so they will stand that up and they'll slip the base of the tree right into the hole. They were measuring it earlier. I think our manhole will do 36 inches in diameter. And I think, I think this tree is coming in just under that. So it was going to be a, a tight fit. <laughs> well, so tell me, how do you guys, how do you find the uh, a tree this big? How, how and, and how do you get it there? Well, it's, it's, a, it's a great question because we started out and we had no clue back in 2019 when we came up with this idea and wanted to do this. Um, we were looking for help. We've, we, we don't have experience in doing this. And we contacted a company in California who's been doing this for about 50 years. And so we contracted with them and they do the most of the big, biggest trees in the United States each year. And so we contracted with them to to bring in and put up a 140 foot tree. Little did I know, because that we just pulled that number out of the hat. It wasn't <laughs> anything. We knew that there was one in in California that had been 125 feet at one of these really, really large mega malls. So we just said, oh, let's just do 140. Well, little do we know that the owner victor was here last year that the tree they put up for us last year were the biggest tree they've ever put up wow so we asked for a lot and they delivered so yeah and and, and uh where where's it so it's being uh truck it was trucked in where where did it come from well that was that was a, a it comes from the shasta national forest in uh northern california and so that was our first you know as we looked at this project now how do we get the tree from northern california to oklahoma and um we considered do you fly it well that was a quarter million dollars we're like <laughs> no we don't fly it and then we thought how convenient we do happen to have a very generous might i add um tachyon that um have the the windmill transport company here in Enid. And so those windmill blades that they transport are around 120 feet. So now we're asking them to transport across six states something that's 20 feet longer. And it's just amazing. Uh, we, our driver, Milo, brought it in last year. He had no clue what he was doing until he got into Enid. <laughs> 
And he was just in tears. He was so excited to see the community line the street and honk at him and welcome him that he requested to do it again this year. And um, it it was a little bit more of an ordeal transporting this year. Um, They thought they were ahead of the game by cutting the tree on Sunday and would start driving on Monday because they can't drive on Sunday through the state of Nevada with that transport. And so they cut the tree on Sunday and it had a huge snowstorm in Northern California. (laughs) So the tree spent two days on the mountain, not even moving. And (laughs) they were able to move. Then they ran into mechanical problems, had to wait for a welder to repair the truck and got on the road again, just to hit Salt Lake city in time to be stopped because of rush hour traffic. They wouldn't let the tree pass through the night. And so Milo felt horrible. He said, I'm three days late, but we said, you know what? You're here exactly when the Lord went you to be here. We have good weather. And last year we battled the winds. We had winds. It seemed like from day one uh, when we put the tree up. Yeah. Well, um, so obviously the tree is quite a spectacle, uh, something that everyone wants to look at, but that's not, that's the centerpiece. Everything else that's happening with the one is kind of happening around the tree. What are some of the other events that people can take part in? So some of the events that we have going on, of course, there's opening night, which is absolutely incredible. That is just such a memorable evening. But this year we added some large scale events. We added about uh, three large scale events. December 3rd is Christmas Cruise um, and that's at 11 o'clock. And what that is, is that some cars and trucks, classic cars, souped up trucks. Um, They drive around the square and they park in front of the tree. um, And we have uh, letters to Santa going on. We have music and food trucks. Um, So that'll be that's during the day. That'll be really fun. And then we have Christmas Critters on December 10th. Uh, that starts at four o'clock in the evening and we'll have reindeer out here. We have a petting zoo. We also have um, express Pirchin horses, which are incredibly massive, beautiful horses. We're really excited to have. Um, and then we'll have a Santa Claus and Mrs. Claus walking around and then storybook night. I'm super excited about that. I have kids. So that's that's right up their alley. Um, and in the evening time, I believe that one starts at five. We'll have readers um sat along the um the one campus and there'll be a blanket and the readers will read storybooks by lantern light to the kids and then we'll have um characters walking around superheroes princesses things like that so um we've got some fun planned you know we want we want people to come down if they're if they're from out of town uh we want them to come and enjoy an evening have some dinner and then come down to the tree ice skate at the skating rink where you can overlook the tree and then take advantage of of these events that we have and we also have music going on those evenings too. Um, one of the singers, I believe she's on the 10th. She is absolutely incredible. Um, but we have, we have some, we have some serious events going on and we, we have other events as well during the week, um, Wednesday, Thursdays, Fridays, uh, but those are our big ones on Saturdays. So I am, uh, I, I gotta say the one that, uh, that really got me, <laughs> interested was uh bagpipe caroling uh <laughs> <laughs> yeah are we gonna see you for that one uh well i if only i can find my bagpipes i guess uh, <laughs> um, 
Perfect. I, I don't know. It's uh, probably get a little something under my kilt too, if the weather's like it's <laughs> Yeah, I'd wear a lot. <laughs> well, um, you know, this is uh, obviously this is huge for Enid, uh, the people of Enid, but but you guys, this is really becoming a regional celebration and p- bringing people in from from out of state, uh, from all around the region, um, and and. For me, I, I've always I think Enid's just a really fun town. Uh, uh, we've uh, my my boss and I were uh, were were up there uh, uh, not too long ago. We we've been doing our food worth the drive reporting uh, for the magazine, so we're all out. Uh, it's terrible. It's so hard having to eat at all these great <laughs> restaurants. Um, but uh, but Enid really is uh, just kind of a. Um, it's a big, it's a big, big town in a, in a little city's body. You know, you guys have, uh, uh, there's arts, uh, there's entertainment, there's so many great restaurants. Um, is this something that the community is, uh, is, is looking at as a big tourism draw as well? Absolutely, Greg. You know, in opening night, I just want to briefly touch on a few things on opening night, and I'll go back to that question. Opening night, we, we are continuing to improve and expand, um, this year, our, we have co-MCs for the event for that evening. Uh, will be Alan Klepper uh, from KWFM here in Enid Radio Station, and Scott Smith from the Scott and Kelly Show on K Love National will be co-hosting the event. K Love has also come as a partner to this event. In addition to that, we also have a representative from the Chosen. Uh, who will be coming and speaking on stage. And we will actually preview season three of The Chosen. If you haven't seen it, on, it's just a phenomenal show. What what channel is it on? Uh, you have to stream okay. it, yeah. But anyway, um, then we've added a concert after the fireworks. And, the, and far as I know, there, there's big trees in the United States, nothing this big, but none of them have fireworks too. So we have fireworks in addition to that. And then we have a full one-hour concert by the one Enid band afterwards, which will be spectacular as well. So just so many things on that. Going back to your question on 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 community and tourism, it, it really is. You know, Enid is, and I, I use this term, the kindest and most hospitable uh, community in the world, and at least in the United States. The, our drivers um, who brought the tree in last night couldn't believe how well they were treated. The people who who put the Christmas tree together for us. They, they couldn't believe people from all over the city would bring them food during the day, would take them out to dinner. And they were blown away. He said most places they go to put up a tree, people kind of snare at them because hmm. they're cutting down a tree. Well, this tree was already designed to be cut and going to end up in Lowe's or Home Depot's where it was going. Yeah. So we're simply borrowing this beautiful tree, going to decorate it, going to provide an experience for Oklahoma and the center people from the center part of the United States. We don't have to go to New York City, don't want to go to California to be able to enjoy something. And, of course, the other thing is that uh, this tree is dedicated to Christ tree. And we don't we, we're not embarrassed about that. We're not ashamed of that. And the reason we do that is simply this, Greg. Christmas is basically it's called Christ mass. It is about the birth of our Savior, Jesus. So we think it's only fair and what should be done is to it's a gentle reminder we don't push on any anything but it's a gentle reminder why we celebrate christmas we celebrate christmas because we received the gift of jesus on that night so it's kind of fun um i i am really just uh loving the idea though of 
uh, how many families are you going to see out there getting their Christmas cards, uh, uh, photos taken in front of that tree, um, and, and really kind of putting that that pin in the map on Enid uh, as um, as Christmas Central for for a lot of Oklahoma. We've seen we've seen some reports. For example, the other day, um, you know, Vance Air Force Base is here in Enid. The Vance wives were speaking at Rotary, and. Uh, they mentioned that w- the year before last year, they were in Germany and German media was covering our tree. <laughs> or, you know, and last year, we no one knew this was going to happen. We had no we had not done it before. Uh, Carol and I were down uh, south of Houston um, and in, visited a church down there and had a call later that week. And because um, they knew we were from Eden, Oklahoma and people down there had already heard about it. And we hadn't even put up the tree yet, but we were talking about it. So it's amazing how this is spreading worldwide. Uh, We have a lot of of, uh, interest on our website coming out of Eastern Europe, I think Poland, because we have a lot of friends in Poland. Uh, (laughs) But anyway, it is kind of interesting. And, you know, it, and I told, I told media earlier today, and I I do believe this, if, if weather continues to be good on opening nights, I believe I believe in three, four years, it is possible that we'll have 100,000 people show up on opening night. I think this year, weather permitting, fifty, we'll get 50,000. Yeah. That's a lot that's, for in Oklahoma. That's huge. Yeah. That's absolutely huge. Well, uh, folks, uh, the uh, the festivities are going to start on November 25th with uh, Light Up the Plains, Enid. Um if you would like to find out more about the one Enid, uh, they have a really easy to remember website for it. It's called theoneenid.com, uh, and uh, you can head there. There's going to have all of the upcoming events. Uh, you can find all sorts of other things that you can plan your visit, places to stay, restaurants to eat at, um, and uh, lots of things to do. Uh, folks, thank you so much for coming on and uh, telling us a, a little bit more about the one. I know that there are a lot of our listeners who can't wait to uh, head out there and see this tree for themselves. Thank you, Greg. I'm excited about that. Um, this morning, by the way, uh, was it this morning? I think I was doing the crossword puzzle and Enid was an answer. Oh, really? Oh. The New York Times crossword puzzle. Yeah. Wow. So, was it about where the world's largest fresh cut Christmas tree was? I think the clue was literally like city north northeast or north northwest of Oklahoma City. Like huh. Something like that. Like, yeah, it was an easy answer. Okay. Yay for Enid. You made the New York Times crossword puzzle. It, and really, I mean, it, as you hear in the interview, like, obviously, this is a really cool celebration, but also Enid's just a really cool city. There's I great public Enid. art. There's great yeah. restaurants. There's there's Gaslight Theater and lots of other stuff to do there's while you're there. Lots to do in Enid. Big fan of Enid. There's uh, uh, the Felt Bird. Wonderful mm-hmm. place. Um, yeah. Very cool town. All right. Now it is time for us to once again plumb the depths of TravelOK.com's calendars for our weekly pod events. And first up this week is Ben. Believe it or not, it's almost Christmas time again, <laughs> which means it's time to go see the big fella with the kids. No, 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 no. Not Santa. Well, yes, him. But... I'm thinking bigger, much bigger. According to the Santa trackers at NORAD, Santa Claus weighs only 260 pounds, which I think they're being a little polite. But even Santa at his chubbiest cannot come close to the several tons of Tommy, the eldest male elephant at Hugo's Endangered Ark Sanctuary. We all know Santa put on the pounds from all those cookies, but somehow Tommy did it with hay and pineapple chunks. (laughs) Fans of nature's true bodybuilders, as well as Christmas and animal enthusiasts, won't want to miss Holiday in the Ark beginning this Friday and running through December 18th. 
Santa and the elephants will be there. So if you're so inclined, you can take pictures with both and see which picture gets the most likes on Facebook. There will also be magical themed lands to explore, elephant feedings, holiday crafts, and unique gift shopping opportunities, including the chance to purchase elephant-made artwork. Plus, there will be an abundance of holiday-themed treats for the humans to eat and plenty of delicious hay bales if you happen to be a pachyderm. Following the special 2 p.m. Black Friday opening, holiday and the ARC sessions will be held on Saturdays and Sundays in December until Christmas weekend. For more information, call 580-317-8470 to view session times and reserve your visit. Go to holidayandthearc.com. Reservations required. Mm-hmm. That sounds like a good one. It's good to go get to see that jolly old elephant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Carly, uh, what is your event this week? Is it, did, did I also give you the elephants? I almost always give you the elephants. No, but um, I wanted to say I do own some of that elephant art. It's pretty cool. So, and it's a very unique gift if you want to give somebody something cool. Uh, but anyway, my event has nothing to do with elephants. <laughs> uh, for those who enjoy their booze, creamy, spiced, and served with the side of power, the First Lady Nog and Glogoff might be the highlight of the holiday season. Guests can help judge the spirited competition on November 27th between Tulsa Arts District restaurants and bars while enjoying an array of eggnogs and glogs, otherwise known as spiced mulled wine. There will also be music and hors d'oeuvres at Living Arts of Tulsa to tide attendees over between glasses. And the whole affair helps benefit arts and public schools, specifically Tulsa, so it's well worth the 50 price tag. Call 918-527-8170 for more info. And just nog and glog, what a fun thing to say. I feel like glog, glog. is the drinking equivalent of the word nom. Like, we need to make that happen, like glog, glog, glog. See, I, I was going to say, I feel like it's named glog because that's the sound you make as you're just chugging yeah. mulled wine. Yeah. yeah. That's, I mean, the way, yeah. that, the way that we Isn't often it German? do. Mulled wine? Glog. Glog. Oh, I don't know. It sounds like a German <laughs> word. It's also sorry. sounds like a very expensive gun, but I mean, enough, whatever. You put it does have the umlauts over oh, it, so Zerg. German. You put I enough know. G's yeah, in yes. something and it just starts to sound German no matter what. <laughs> They're very literal. <laughs> They're the language. Uh, <laughs> yes, they are. Uh, Nathan, what's your event this week? Uh, who can say? Oh, no, this is exciting. I'm stoked about this event because uh, we're talking about one of my favorite Oklahoma destinations any time of year, really, uh, and that is Willow Rock Museum and Wildlife Preserve in Bartlesville. If you haven't been, uh, well, I'm not sure we can still be friends, frankly. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> But uh, you do need to go uh, to Willow Rock. It's amazing. And though any time of year is prime visitation time here, the Willow Rock Wonderland of Lights is, is an especially joyous occasion. With more than 750,000 light bulbs, this star field of holiday joy can be experienced via a wagon ride, super fun, or on just a leisurely stroll of the property if you're feeling ambulatory after a couple hours in the car. Santa Claus will be hanging out in the museum to hear any hastily remembered holiday requests from the kids. And there will be live entertainment and delicious refreshments to add a Christmas patina to this can't-miss holiday Hullabaloo. I cannot believe I got that sentence out without tripping over it. Yay for me! <laughs> and yay for Willow Rock. Uh, this event ends on December 18th, so make your plans now. Visit WillowRock.org for more information. <laughs> All right. Uh, Megan, what's your event this week? 
Well, when you think of the iconic 1990 Christmas film Home Alone, the soundtrack may not be the first sound that comes to mind. I recall a lot of hysterical shrieking and the thuds of cranial impact that actors Joe Pesci and Daniel Stern endured as they tried to rob the mansion of young Kevin McAllister, played by Macaulay Culkin, whose parents forgot to bring him on their Paris family vacation. This eight-year-old was left to fend for himself, and instead of calling the police, he devised a series of elaborate booby traps that somehow did not result in the death of these criminals, despite all the repeated head injuries. That being said, the enchanting musical score of American treasure John Williams was in itself a powerful supporting character. You may recognize his music from Jurassic Park, Indiana Jones, Star Wars, Harry Potter, and dozens more classic film franchises, and on November 26th, you will have the chance to hear his Home Alone score performed live by the Oklahoma City Philharmonic while the movie is shown at the Oklahoma City Civic Center. For more information, visit OKCCivicCenter.org. That sounds like fun. Oh, yes. I, that the, one song, didn't it win an Oscar? Do, do, That's somewhere do, in my memory. Do, do, yeah. I think it Probably. Won an Oscar. I, it got nominated for one. I, I won. was listening to this soundtrack last night because I was inspired. Because you are serious about research and we yes, appreciate that. Yes, I am about you. serious about my research. And <laughs> I noticed that it was heavily influenced by the Nutcracker and oh, someone mm. else I can't remember. But interesting. Yeah, it was interesting. Hmm. Wow. A friend of mine in college pointed out to me that the soundtrack of Braveheart is just the planets by Holst, and it's really weird like how ripped off it really is. Hmm. Anyway, Greg, I, what do you got? Oh, thanks for asking, you filthy animals. <laughs> uh, it's that time of year again when parents really, really, really wish someone would take their kids for even a couple of hours while they wrap gifts and clean the house and maybe just sit quietly in a chair for a few minutes, breathing deeply and remembering what it was like when they weren't responsible for another tiny human's happiness and well-being. Well, head to Muskogee on November 25th or 26th for the 6th Annual Polar Express Pajama Party. Kids can come in their favorite pajamas and their favorite blankie to eat a chocolate chip cookie, chug a mug of cocoa, and take a trip into the uncanny valley as they watch the 2004 animated film The Polar Express. <laughs> but you know what? Kids are totally cool with that stuff as long as it mentions that jolly old elf Santa Claus. After the movie is over, the conductor will say, all aboard, and whisk the whole crew to the Three Rivers Museum, which will be transformed into Santa's workshop at the North Pole, and kids can get their pictures taken with Santa and Mrs. Claus and receive a special gift. Tickets are $25, must be purchased in advance. Visit uh, 3riversmuseum.com, that's the number 3, riversmuseum.com, and click the events tab to learn more and get your tickets. That sounds like fun. Um, and I hear that there's a very nice restaurant at a hotel down that way. <laughs> yes. That yeah. you've written about for our next issue. Yes. That's exciting. I, I yes, I, yeah. I do hope people stop in and so have go a down, Go down to Durant, stay at the <laughs> casino and eat at Salt and Stone and go to the go to the Three Rivers Museum right. for Santa's Workshop. That's going to be fun. All right. Well, the sound of parents pouring themselves a stiff holiday drink means that this episode <laughs> of the Oklahoma Today podcast is coming to a close. Join us again next week, or if you just can't get enough, head to oklahomatoday.com and pick up our latest issue on newsstands right now. Send your feedback to oktpod at travelok.com and we'll talk to you again next week. The Oklahoma Today podcast is a production of Oklahoma Today magazine and the Oklahoma Tourism and Recreation Department. Your hosts are Oklahoma Today Editors Nathan Gunner, Greg Elbel, Carly Ibarra, Megan Rossman, and Ben Lucian. Theme song editing and production help by Oklahoma Today's production manager, Bridges Sloan. For more information, visit oklahomatoday.com. 
Goodbye. I just heard Megan sigh like she was in line at the DMV. I'm yeah. sure, I think hearing me say that every week probably is getting a little old. <laughs> Anybody else want to jump on this grenade? I'm happy to do it. Yeah. I'll read I'm, them, I'll read them like the sire. Micromans machine. <laughs> Goodbye. I said it. Oh, you did? You yeah. weren't. You were talking. Sorry. <laughs>